For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. As the Office of the Auditor General published its annual general report on the state of financial reporting in the Cayman Islands, the headline is, Public Sector Entities' Financial Reporting is Good, But More Needs to Be Done. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. Financial Reporting of the Cayman Islands Government, General Report, December 31, 2022, summarizes the financial results and audit opinions given to public bodies for the 2022 year and provides a host of information about the financial health of public bodies. It notes that, to date, 40 public bodies have received unqualified or clean audit opinions and seven public bodies and the consolidated entire public sector account have their 2022 audits outstanding. The Auditor General Sue Winspear says although financial reporting is good, a large number of adjustments were made to financial statements during the audits, which affected the final financial performance and position of many bodies. The Auditor General has made five formal recommendations in the general report to bring about improvement and expressed concern about non-compliance with certain acts and regulations. For example, aligning statutory authorities and government companies' remuneration and benefits with those of the civil service. Another area of concern, compliance with procurement rules. She notes not all public bodies are following those rules, whether it's procuring goods and services without approval from the Public Procurement Committee or directly awarding contracts for procuring goods and services without approved business cases. The Auditor General also wants improvements in the quality of the consolidated financial statements for the entire public sector and a roadmap for Ministry of Finance for moving from an adverse opinion to a qualified audit opinion and an unqualified one in the longer term. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. The report says there are seven outstanding audits. The Ministry of Health and Wellness, Cayman Islands Airports Authority, Cayman Turtle Conservation and Education Center, Ministry of Planning, Agriculture, Housing and Infrastructure, National Housing Development Trust, University College of the Cayman Islands and the entire public sector. You can see the report in full at auditorgeneral.gov.ky. The Health Services Authority receives two advanced diagnostic technologies claiming to revolutionize local treatment options and offer more hope to patients with cancer and other conditions. One of the devices, the IC Flow imaging system, is a small yet powerful tool that, when used with a special liquid that is injected, allows doctors to see inside their patients' blood vessels in real time, helping them make crucial decisions about their health. Patients will also benefit from the use of one of the latest research-grade microscopes. This device enables pathologists and HSA's laboratory team to examine tissue samples with high precision. Leadership changes tonight for Colors Caribbean, the first LGBTQIA plus nonprofit organization incorporated in the Cayman Islands. Emily Deku is appointed president of the Colors Caribbean Cayman branch, and founder Billy Bryan moves to a new post as global director. Radio Cayman's April Cummings has more. As Global Director, founder Billy Bryan will take the helm of regional leadership to further the missions of Colors Caribbean in other regional overseas territories. Colors Legal Advisor Dr. Leonardo Raznovich tells Radio Cayman it's a big step for the organization. I think Colors uh, Caribbean has grown uh, over the last few years and has uh, arrived at a point in which uh, it has also been assisting other overseas territories to progress their agenda of equality. And uh, it is at that juncture where uh, we felt that Billy was, she was a great leader 
that it is time for her perhaps to focus more on what she's been doing extremely well, which is to connect Colos Caribbean Cayman with the rest of the region uh, and focus on that. Dr. Rasnovich says at the same time, Emdeku has been appointed to focus on the work here in Cayman, having served as a great director for the organization's youth center. He says the team felt she was the right person to take up the mantle. We now can sit down with government officials and start talking about the implementation of proper policies to move the agenda on, on proper equality. Now we have the laws, now we need government policies to, to accompany those laws. And I think M will be extremely well suited to, to have those dialogues uh, with the government and also where they get stuck with the governor office. And we're really very happy with her appointment in the president of the organization. Mdeku was a candidate in the last election. She spent a number of years in the financial services industry and is a strong advocate for human rights and sustainability. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. The trial of two men charged with the murder of a former prison officer continues in Grand Court. Radio Cayman's Jevy Ebanks. Eric Brian Williams Soto took the stand today to give his testimony. Williams Soto is the defendant charged with the murder of Harry Elliott, a former prison officer who was shot when leaving a location known for illegal gambling in April 2022. Williams Soto told the jury that on the day he was at a location he resided at in Newlands when his co-defendant Justin Jackson called him to ask if he wanted to go to West Bay. Williams Soto said he agreed as he wanted to visit his grandmother, but that didn't happen. The jury heard that when Jackson arrived, he was in a vehicle with another person, Kane Thomas, a man who was murdered just days after the robbery. Williams Soto testified that Thomas was the mastermind behind the robbery and the getaway driver. Williams Soto also described when he found out that a robbery would be committed. After driving around and doing errands, Williams Soto testified that Kane Thomas told Williams Soto and Jackson that he needed help robbing a location on School Road in Georgetown. Williams Soto then described what transpired leading up to the robbery and the fatal shot that killed Harry Elliott. The jury heard that before the robbery, Kane Thomas Thomas drove Williams, Soto, and Jackson around the location on School Road several times, indicating where they were expecting to rob. Williams, Soto testified that at the time of the robbery, he was not aware that Jackson was armed with a gun, nor was he aware of how and where Jackson got the gun. He later testified that after getting back in the car after the attempted robbery, Jackson indicated he believed he shot someone and that Kane Thomas asked for his gun back. The trio then returned to a location in Georgetown and at Thomas's insistence began wiping down the vehicle and discarding clothes. During his testimony, Williams Soto confessed to going with the intention to commit robbery but asserted he was not aware at any point that a gun would be involved. The case continues tomorrow. Jevy Ebanks, Radio Cayman News. The University College of the Cayman Islands partners with Tampa School St. Leo University. This collaboration launches global opportunities for Caymanian students, offering them the chance to gain a degree from one of the United States' largest Catholic academic institutions. Dr. Geneve Philip Durham, Interim Provost and Vice President of Academic Affairs. We're truly excited to embark on this journey with St. Leo University. As a university, it's our responsibility to open such opportunities for our community and we know that some young people thrive really well from studying abroad and learning in a new environment. St. Leo is an excellent choice for a partner as it is only a short, direct flight away which will be very comforting for many parents and students alike. 
we are committed to building these types of opportunities for the Cayman Islands community, and this partnership will undoubtedly enrich the educational landscape for our Caymanian students. Caymanians can earn a degree qualification in Florida within a supportive environment facilitated by UCCI in St. Leo's, but also encompasses a wide range of additional activities. These include the exchange of an academic staff for teaching and research, study abroad opportunities for students, joint seminars, lectures, training sessions, academic meetings, and the exchange of research materials in mutually interesting fields. Additionally, both institutions will explore research and consulting contracts, as well as potential program collaborations. Christmas and the holidays are a special time of year, which is exactly why the Cayman Islands Postal Service is back again with the release of their annual Christmas stamps. The stamps come in four denominations as well as the philatelic version, which is just a fancy way of saying stamps for the enthusiast or collector, with the collectible first day cover that depicts the Cayman Islands traditional thatchwork featured in festive colors. The stamps are available at all post offices across the three islands. However, the first day covers and stamp sets can be purchased at the Philatelic Bureau at Seven Mile Post Office, Hell Post Office, and the General Post Office in Georgetown on Grand Cayman. The stamps can be purchased individually or as a set at $3.80, with the FDC costing $4.60. And that's your evening news. For Radio Cayman, I'm Felicia Rangan-Solins.